Welcome to Heart Church. We believe the gospel has the power to change your whole life, all your life. We hope you're ready to hear from God and be impacted by this message. You know, some years ago, um, I went to the uh, cinema with my in-laws. It was the only time uh, we actually went to the cinema. We went to see the Titanic. And it was a fairly late showing, and uh, we kind of marveled at the fact that uh, they both took it in turns in falling asleep during the, uh, during the movie, and, uh, and then waking up at alternate times and making sure we all knew that the other was asleep. And then they fell to sleep, and the other one woke up. And, uh, but the, um, the, the interesting thing is that, uh, that my father-in-law managed to fall asleep through the whole of the sinking of the Titanic. And he actually woke up. And he said, where's the boat gone? He actually said, I where the boat gone? That's what he actually said. And, and, and you know, it's an interesting thing. I, I, I'm going to say to you today, don't, fall, don't, don't sleep through the main feature. Don't sleep through the main feature because, because this boat isn't sinking, but it is sailing. And God is wanting to do something. So before you take your seats, turn to someone and say, stay awake because God's going to do something in your life. That's awesome. That's awesome. God's going to do something. God bless you. Thank you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. I'm excited for what I've got to share with you today. I don't believe I've just got a, a, a preach. I've got a message that I'm carrying that is for the room and beyond the room. It's prophetic. God wants to do something in us today. And uh, I'm going to draw your attention to a scripture in the gospel of Luke chapter 3 um, and uh, we're going to read from verse 1. This is what the Bible says that in the 15th year of the reign of Tiberius Caesar, Pontius Pilate being governor of Judea, and Herod being Tetrarch of Galilee and his brother Philip, Tetrarch of the region of Eturia and Trachontis and Lysanias, Tetrarch of Alabini, during the, during the high priesthood of Annas and Caiaphas, the Word of God came to John, son of Zechariah, in the wilderness. And he went into all the region around the Jordan, proclaiming, a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. As it is written in the book of the words of Isaiah the prophet, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make His path straight. Every valley shall be filled, every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall become straight and the rough places shall become level ways and all flesh shall see the salvation of God. Let us pray. Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You that You know every single person here. You know their name and You know where they come from. You know where they are and you know where they're going. 
We thank you, Father, that you long to speak to us because you want to bless us. We thank you, Father, that you do not desire to leave us as we are. Because, Father, you have only good plans and great plans for our lives. We pray, Father, that you would open our hearts and our minds to hear what the Spirit is saying today. We take authority of everything that would confuse, everything that would distract, everything that would hinder what you are seeking to do today. In the name of Jesus, we bind it by the power of your Spirit. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would have free reign. We ask you that you would have your way, that you would walk up and down the aisles and down the rows of this, this house today and that you would touch and speak like only you can. Father, that you would take this moment, Father, and we, we don't understand how it all happens, but we just know that you can, in a moment, transform a life, in a moment, transform a situation, in a moment, you can bring healing, you can bring deliverance. Oh God, set us free, we pray, through and by the power of your Spirit. In Jesus' name, in a faith-filled church said, amen. I want to come and talk to you today about a cry in the wilderness. A cry in the wilderness. And I'm going to be speaking into probably three areas. But, but the first area that I want to speak into is that the wilderness is a place of declaration. The wilderness is a place of declaration, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. The, the cry that, uh, the, cry that uh, the Scripture talks about is, is it's, it's, it's probably a, a, an uncomfortable sound. It's, it's, it's not a quiet, gentle, polite sound. It is an actual cry. It can be associated with pain. It can be associated with joy, but it is the kind of cry that is not associated really with words, but it is a, ah, it is something that, that wells up from the depths of the soul. It is, is something that, that words cannot fully articulate, and yet the cry absolutely articulates what is going on in the depths of the being of that person. And there was a cry. There was a cry that, that God released in the wilderness through, through John the Baptist. You see, there is, there is, God, will, God will sometimes take you into the wilderness to develop your cry. He will lead you. He will lead you into a wilderness. I know, I know we want to believe that God is a God who delivers us into blessing and into prosperity and he, he leads us into the promised land and God is that God, but God will sometimes lead us into the wilderness. Like he led Jesus, he led Jesus, he led his own son into a wilderness. We'll look at that in a moment, but he will lead us into a wilderness because he wants to develop our Christ. Sometimes he will take us into the wilderness to show us who we are, to introduce us to ourselves. Because the wilderness will either expose your hunger or the hardness of your heart. The wilderness will either expose your hunger or the hardness of your heart. See, the thing about the wilderness is that if you are only used to a God who, who, who 
meets your needs, if you only want a God who gives you what you want, who, 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 who answers your prayers exactly as you want them to be answered, if you, if you want him just to provide for you, meet for your needs, if you, if you are following a God who is just blessed, 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 in your understanding of blessing, then, then maybe when you come into a wilderness experience, you might discover that your heart becomes hard and you begin to drift. You begin to drift from the things of God because you're not getting what you want when you want it in the way you want it because the God you want to serve is the God who gives you what you want when you want it, how you want it, delivered on the day you wanted it delivered. But you see, it all depends actually whether I'm following God into the wilderness because I want God to do something for me or because I'm following God into the wilderness because I want God. Am I following God because of what he can do for me? Or am I following God because he's God? Do I want to be with him? Am I only there for the blessings or am I there for the presence? We talked last week about the house of Obed-Edom and how the ark of God had um, been in a place, Abinadab's house, where, where nothing had happened for 20 years. No demand was made upon the anointing. No demand was made upon the blessing. The, the presence was there, but nothing happened. And yet, you know, by Edom's house in just three months, just three months, just three months, the presence of God transformed everything. But because there was a heart, there was an attitude that wanted to make a demand, that wanted to be around the blessing. I'm fascinated by the fact that even though, even though the Spirit of God blessed um, Obed-Edom's house. Obed-Edom didn't want to stay around the blessing. He didn't want to stay about around what he got out of it. He wanted the presence. Just, just get me into the presence. Just get me around the presence of God. Yes, my home's been blessed. Yes, my crops are doing well. Yes, my larder, my storehouse is full, but, but that is not enough to hold me. It's not, it's not enough. I need the presence. I need the presence. I need the presence of God. See, in the wilderness, I will discover if, if, if I can be pulled away, I will be pulled away. Because that is about heart. It's about attitude. If I can be pulled away, I will be pulled away. But, but you know what? There are, there are hearts. There are hearts that will say, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm in a wilderness. Yes, I'm in a place of lack. Yes, I'm in a dead place. Yes, I'm in a dry place. Yes, I'm in a barren place, but I still believe God. I still believe God. I still believe Him. I still believe Him for His promise. I still believe what He said to me. I can't see it. There's a big gap between, between what you said to me and what I'm experiencing, but I, I choose to believe. You told me to come here. You told me to take this job, Lord. You made a way, and I'm not enjoying the job right now, but you led me here. You made a way. I'm here. I was celebrating. I was saying only God, only God, but now I'm not liking it and I'm finding it tough. But God, you know what? The same God who opened the door for me to get this job is the same God who's going to open my heart, my mind, my understanding so that I can do it and bring to it what I need to bring to it. It's not always meant to be easy. It's not always meant to be problem free. God, God will take you into a problem because he wants you to be the answer. He, he, will, he, will, he will take you into an environment of problems because he wants you to understand that it's not only you that is the answer, but you're carrying the answer. You're carrying the answer. You're carrying the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God is the answer. In the wilderness, in the wilderness, 
you will discover how hungry, how thirsty you are. There is a, there is a longing, there is a longing, there is a stirring. God will take you, God will take you into the wilderness to, to stir your heart, to stir your heart, to somehow in the lack you will understand that if this circumstance is to change, then God is going to cause something to rise up in me. And, and that's why I want to say that there is something powerful in the cry. There's something powerful in the cry because there is power in the declared Word of God. There is power in the declared Word of God. There is God, God, will, God, will, God will cause circumstances to come against you so that something can rise up within you. So that you will make a demand upon something that you are not making a demand. Sometimes, sometimes when I'm in an easy place, sometimes when I'm in a blessed place, and I, I don't always make a demand on what God has placed in me. But when I come into the wilderness, when I come into the dryness and the barrenness of my experience, when I'm not seeing what I thought I was going to see, suddenly there's a demand, there's a cry. There's a cry that begins to stir within me that, 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 that wants to cry out and declare things to the wilderness. That, that is what the sacrifice of praise is all about. See, this wasn't just a cry. It was a cry, but it wasn't just a cry. It was a cry that made a declaration. There were, there were words that were put in John the Baptist's mouth that was put there by a prophet generations before. You see, God, you, you, you're looking at your circumstance. You're looking at your situation in isolation. You are forgetting that you are serving a God who has gone before. That, that, that we are reaping things. We are sowing things. Should Jesus tarry, we are sowing things for the generation to come. But however, in our generation, we are reaping things that have been sown in the Spirit long ago, long ago, long ago, long ago, long ago. Isaiah said that there is a voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. That is, that is what prophetic praise will do because we talked about we talked about praising before we talked about praising before God praising in advance Lawrence brought that message it's on podcast you can watch it praising in advance what that means is that I bring a praise in a wilderness I bring a praise that, that declares fruitfulness even when I'm not seeing fruit I, I, I declare I declare breakthrough in an enclosed place there is a cry there is a cry that rises up because the wilderness the wilderness the wilderness is waiting for a cry is waiting for a cry the sacrifice of praise that declares prepare the way of the Lord prepare the way of the Lord could it be could it be that we've become too nice we've become too nice we become too tolerant of our circumstances. We, 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 we oh, don't get me wrong. You, you, you say, no, we're not supposed to be nice. Yeah, we're supposed to be nice. We're supposed to be nice. We're supposed to be nice to each other. We're supposed to, we're supposed to show respect to one another. We're supposed to be nice with flesh and blood, with, with flesh and blood to one another. We are supposed to be kind and good and, 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 and all the things that you would expect that Jesus would want to us. But when it comes to the things of the Spirit, when it comes 
to the things of the Spirit where we're seeing the onslaught of that dark world that would come and steal our joy and, and come and steal our mental health and, and come and steal our provision, then, then we're not meant to be nice. There, there is meant to be something that rises up within us, a cry that rises up within us that makes a declaration that says enough is enough. There is there's something that says, right, you know, I've been nice, I've been nice, I've done nice. You know, it's a bit, I don't know, I don't know. If you're a parent here, you might get this, if you might get this, but it's like, it's like, you know, when you're getting the kids to go to bed and you say, hey, hey kids, hey kids, pack your toys away, okay? Turn the TV off and say, yeah, 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 we're doing it, we're coming, we're coming, we're doing it, we're doing it, and, and they do it and they do it. And then you ask them again and you ask them again, come on, come on, kids, come on, come on, come on, put your stuff away now, it's time, it's time for bed, it's time for bed. Yeah, 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 mama, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and then you, there just comes that point when enough is enough, right? Yeah, you don't have to say anything else. Now, they can just tell by the tone of your voice that something has changed. And suddenly where there wasn't activity, there's activity now and the TV's off and the toys are away because you reached a place within yourself where enough is enough. And I want to say that there are some things in the Spirit where we've got to rise up and say, hey, enough is enough. There's a cry waiting to be called out in the wilderness. I've come to talk to someone this morning who has lost their cry. You've lost your cry along the way. You've allowed disappointment. You've allowed fear. You've, you've been robbed of your cry. You've been robbed of your cry. There was a time when you knew how to proclaim. There was a time when you knew how to declare. There was a time when you used to do it, but somehow along the way you become tired and disappointed. And in the emptiness, you've forgotten what you are carrying and you have forgotten what God has given you. But I've come to remind you in the name of Jesus that God is a God who will cause those fires to burn again deep within your soul and you will find that you thought, you thought you'd lost your voice. You thought you'd lost your voice, but God is going to show you you never lost it. He's just going to reignite it. And those circumstances that have overwhelmed you, those circumstances that have overcome you, you're going to rise up and declare in the name of Jesus. You're going to speak to your wilderness and tell it to hear the name of the Lord. There's a cry, there's a cry, there's a cry, there's a shout for too long. The devil has silenced our voices and we have learned, we have taught ourselves to put up and shut up. We've learned to tolerate the, the wilderness we should have been speaking to. We've, we've learned to accept the wilderness we should have been changing. We've, we've learned just to dwell in the wilderness and we've, we've put up camp and we've said, you know what, it's okay, it's not that great. But you know what? We'll sing a few songs. We'll make sure it's okay. And we'll just get by and we'll get through. And all the time, God was trying to get your attention. All the time, God was trying to get you to stir up a cry that He's always known was there. A shout, a shout unto God. A shout with a voice of triumph where you would declare to your wilderness, Hey, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. I, I declare to the wilderness of my family and I say, hey, in the name of Jesus, I will not tolerate this any longer. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. I speak to my health. I speak over my health. I've tolerated things for too long. I, I've tolerated those dark thoughts, those depressing thoughts for too long. And I speak to the wilderness of my own thinking and the wilderness of my own health. And I say, in the name of Jesus, hear 
Hear the word of the Lord. I prophesy to my wilderness. I prophesy. I prophesy over my finances. I prophesy over that debt in the name of Jesus. And I command in the wilderness, hey, prepare ye. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. I am not tolerating you any longer. I am over my marriage. Over my marriage. I am not tolerating this over, over my marriage, over my family. I rise up to declare, prepare. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Prepare ye. There's a shout. There's a shout. There's a shout. There's a cry. There's a cry rising up. There's a shout rising up. There's a cry rising up. There's a shout rising up. There's a shout of victory. Oh! You're bringing change. The wilderness is shaking. The wilderness has to respond to the voice of God. Let us cry. Rise up. seem a little crazy to some. It might seem a little crazy to some. Don't worry, don't worry. But I, I just want to say, I just believe I'm, I'm speaking to someone. There's some people in the room who are just tired of being under. You're tired of being under. You've been under for so long. You've, you're just realizing that you've allowed this stuff to hang over you and hold you down and, and hold you back. And I just want to, I want to challenge some of you, some of you to, to make a prophetic statement. If you feel you're able, if you, if you feel you're able, maybe you could, instead of being under, you could be over. I want to encourage you. If you feel able in this moment, stand on your chair. Stand on your chair to a, as, a, as a prophetic statement over you and over your family. And, and a statement to the devil who has tried to hold you back and hold you down that I'm not under anymore. I'm not holding back anymore. I'm not standing under anymore. I'm rising up with a voice of victory, with a voice of triumph. I'm an overcomer. I'm an overcomer. I'm a warrior. I'm a warrior. I'm a warrior.
everyone in this house in the name of Jesus Christ. The way we have walked in the spirit of defeat, we will walk in the spirit of victory. We will walk as those who are overcomers. And even though we walk in the wilderness, we will declare to our wilderness that it shall be fruitful. It will blossom like a rose, that the rivers will once again flow because God is calling us to be triumphant. God is rising up warriors. He's raising up warriors. He's raising up warriors. He's raising up warriors in the spirit. The devil is a liar. He's made us small, but we are overcomers. confused about this moment this is this is a holy moment this is a holy moment I I want you to just stay where you are for a moment stand if you're particularly if you're on a chair just stand there for a moment because in the Bible when there were holy moments where when they built an altar in a moment they built an altar I, I want you to remember how it feels to be above I want you to remember right now how it feels Look around the room. Look how your perspectives change. Look, look at look how it feels. It feels different because God wants you to carry this feeling. He wants you to carry this voice, this cry. He wants you to carry this this sense of victory and triumph into your wilderness. So that though your wilderness might not change immediately, the fact that you have changed is the thing that makes all the difference. You have changed. You have changed. You have changed because you have changed. Your wilderness must change, not just because you've changed, but because of what you're carrying that God has awakened a cry, a cry that is going to transform, going to transform your wilderness in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, as you, as you step down and take a seat, tell someone, say, hey, I've changed. I've changed. I don't know what's happened, but I've changed. I don't understand it all, but I've changed. God has done something in my spirit. God has done something in my family. I don't know. I don't know what's happened, but God has changed something in my finances. God has done something in my spirit and if he's done it in my spirit he's going to do it in my circumstances oh there's a cry there's a cry in the wilderness there's a cry in the wilderness it's the place it's the place of declaration it's the it's a place of preparation the wilderness is a place of preparation you see sometimes the wilderness we're in the wilderness because it's a wilderness of our own making Moses Moses ran into a wilderness because he had done something he should not have done. And he was running away from Pharaoh. Moses had taken the life of another man and uh, 
We could say much about that, but he ran. He ran. He ran into the wilderness. The wilderness was the place of his own making. Maybe you're in a wilderness today because it's a wilderness of your own making. Maybe you got yourself here. Maybe it's something you did. Maybe it was a mistake you made. But what I love, what I love is that that, that, that even if we even if we find ourselves in a wilderness that is of our own making, God will still God will still find us. God still went and found Moses. Got his attention and he set a bush on fire because he wanted to get Moses' attention. He found him in his wilderness that was the wilderness of his own making and he lit a bush. And he lit a bush on fire because he was just about to light Moses' life on fire. I want to say to somebody here today that you might be in a wilderness that is of your own making. Maybe it's your own poor decisions. It's the it's stuff you've done and, and you're living with a sense of regret. You wish you hadn't done it. You wished you wished you hadn't. But I've come to tell you and remind you that the promise of God remains yes and amen in Christ Jesus. And God comes to find you in your wilderness and He lights that bush to show you again that He's going to light your fi- life on fire. And, and, and the promise is yes and amen. And you've not blown it. You've not blown it. You've not not blown it somebody somebody in this room today needs to know you've not blown it because God's with you and he loves you and he's going to make a way for you there is nothing that is impossible you've not blown it turn to someone turn to someone and say you've not blown it you've not blown it I don't know you don't know who you're saying it you don't know you who you're saying it to you've not blown it God God is giving you a breakthrough this morning see Jesus Jesus was led full of the Spirit into a wilderness. Sometimes we think we find ourselves in a wilderness because we've done something wrong, but sometimes the Spirit of God will take us into a wilderness experience. Jesus was full of the Spirit and He was led by the Spirit into a wilderness experience. And many of us uh, will describe that experience of the place where He was tempted. And indeed, He was tempted in every way but I want to come and remind you today that the wilderness for Jesus was not so much about the temptation as powerful and as excruciating that was but but that that experience was where Jesus showed us that the devil can be overcome through him through the confession of his word through the proclamation of his word and through the power of the spirit the enemy can be overcome. Jesus went into the wilderness to give us hope, to give us hope, to show us that things can change even while you're being tempted, even while you're being tormented through the power of the Word and through the power of the Spirit. Oh my God, I'm preaching now to somebody. While you're being tempted and while you're being tormented by the lies of the devil, God wants to show you that through the power of the Spirit and in the name of Jesus, as you declare and proclaim His Word, there is power in that. And no matter, even if the devil himself turns up to lie in your ear and say, if you are, if you are called, if, if, if you are the Son of God, if you are called, if you're that good, if you're called to that, the devil will come and lie and he will try and rob you of the confidence of your destiny. But I've come to remind you of that which you know already, the devil is a liar. But you need to start speaking the truth, the truth, the truth of the Word, the truth of the Word through the power of the Spirit, the truth of the Word through the power of your spirit, over your mind, over your life, over your health, over your family, over your marriage, over your finances. Jesus shows us that in the wilderness, the devil can be overcome. Oh my God, someone, someone who's been horrendously tempted 
is going to get a breakthrough this morning. You're getting a breakthrough in the name of Jesus. I take authority over every spirit, over every lie of the devil. Someone who has come this morning burdened and, and dragged down, feeling guilt and shame in the spirit because of the temptation they have endured. But right now, in Jesus' name, right now, right now, right now, right now, right now, in the name of Jesus, I break that thing, thing off you. I break it off you. I speak peace of your mind and of your heart. I, I speak peace to the storm and I say, peace be still. In Jesus' name, the devil is a liar. He, is, he has tried to convince you that there's no way out of it, that you'll never break free from it. But he is a liar. And I've come to tell you that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And he is the one who breaks every chain. He breaks every chain. He breaks every chain. He breaks every chain in the name of Jesus. Everything that would seek to limit you and hold you back is broken now. Oh, Rabakasi, the wilderness is a place where God prepared the people of Israel for the promised land. He prepared the people of Israel for the promised land. Before he took them into their challenges, he, he showed them that God is the God who provides. Sorry, God is the God who guides. We'll start there. God is the God who guides. They saw the cloud and they saw the pillar of fire. In the light of day, and in the dark of night, God will be your guide. In the wilderness, they found out that God was not only guides, but God provides. He gave them manna every day. Their clothes and their shoes did not wear out. The God, God made a way. God made a way. God made a way in impossible circumstances. God made a way. God, God, God wants you to know. So He wants someone to know that God makes a way even through impossible circumstances. You're not only going to get what you expect, you're going to get what you don't expect. And it's going to be good. It's going to be good. He's going to make a way. He's going to make a way. There are, there, are, there are resources coming to you. There are blessings coming to you. There is provision coming to you. And you yourself will say, I don't know how this happened. I don't know how this got here. This isn't because I planned it or I arranged it, but God is getting blessing to you. God is getting blessing to you. Oh, oh, hallelujah. God is getting blessing to you. God is getting blessing to you. God guides. God provides and God divides because the wilderness was the place where those who could believe God were divided from those who could not believe God because you see the thing is this that there are some people who who they they, they, they don't mind camping in the wilderness that as long as their daily needs are met as long as their daily needs are met as long as they're getting manner as long as their clothes are not going out it's good it's nice it's nice we've got the presence of God we've got the fire at night we've got the the cloud in the day to shield us from the heat you know it's fine it's, it's, it's okay it's okay in this place the only problem was it wasn't the place where God wanted them to be God, that God had prepared a land, a land of blessing, a land of promise, a land of overflow. And sure, there were giants in the land, but, but God, wanted to, what God wanted them to prove that He wasn't just the God who could oversee their daily needs. He was the God who could help them rise up and overcome the giants in the land. Because God is, God is raising up warriors. God is raising up warriors. He's not, he's not just... Uh, raising up people who just sit there and allow the, present, the, the, the presence of God and the provision of God to come their way. He is raising up an army. 
He's not, he's not, he's not just raising up people who are dependent on a father. He's raising up on a, a, a generation of men and women, young and old, multi-generational, who are rising up with, with the Spirit of God within them, the Spirit of power to transform communities. Light in the darkness, hope for the hopeless. In the name of Jesus. Just like the Spirit sought out Moses in the wilderness, it also sought out John. The Word of God came to John, John the Baptist in the wilderness. The Word of God came to him. I love that. I love that. The Word came to him. That's what the Bible says. The Word came to him. The Word will seek you out. There's a Word trying to seek you out. There's a word trying to seek you out. There's a, there's a word that is seeking you out. This morning in your wilderness, there is a word that is seeking you out. And God has gone before. God has gone before because this word, as I've said, was not just a word that John made up. It was words that were put in his mouth by a prophet many, many centuries earlier. And he was speaking out something. You see, God has gone ahead of you. God has gone ahead of you. He's done, he's done more than you've imagined. You think you're out here. You think you're on your own. He's with you. He's always been with you because he had a plan before you were born. He had a plan and that's why you're here. The Spirit sought out Moses and it sought out John. The Word of God came to John in the wilderness. And you need to know that the Word of God will seek you out wherever you are. Wherever you are. There's no place too remote or distant that the love of a father will not run out to meet you and wrap you in his warm embrace. As we've already said, the wilderness is a place of declaration. It's a place of proclamation. Prepare ye, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. There, there is an anticipation, a proclamation that, that we don't just accept things as they are, that we, we declare, prepare ye, prepare ye the way of the Lord. The Bible says, make his path straight. Note, it doesn't say, make my path straight. Make our path straight. It's a declaration that says, hey God, it's your way, not my way. Will you, will you trust him today? Will you trust Him today? It's about, it's not, oh God, make my path straight. It's, oh God, make your path straight. I'm here to, to declare over my life that God's path will be made straight. Because you know what? God's way is better than my way. God's plan is better than my plan. He knows me better than I know myself. He knows, he knows the way that I take. He, I have, he, he, God does not need a GPS to find you. He doesn't need your iPhone to find you. He doesn't need your, he doesn't need your iPad to find you. He knows exactly. He, God doesn't need fine friends. He knows where you are. He knows exactly where you are. He knows where you come from and He knows where you're going. Will you trust Him? Will you trust Him today? Will you trust Him with your future? Will you trust Him with your family? Will you trust Him with that situation? Will you stop trying to do it all on your own? Will you stop trying to sort it out yourself? Will you trust Him? God has got a miracle for your family. God has got a miracle for your family. Someone, someone came to the house of God this morning needing to hear that God has got a miracle for your family, that God is a God of the turnaround. That which you, that you've learned to believe, that which you think is impossible, God is bringing a miracle to your house. Will you trust Him? Will you trust Him? Will you do it His way? Will you trust Him? Will you position yourself to allow God to bring a breakthrough to you and your family? The wilderness is a place 
of declaration in the wilderness is a place of preparation in the wilderness is a place of transformation. See, the thing, the thing about making a declaration in the wilderness is that it feels ridiculous. It feels ridiculous. You, you, you are declaring things in an environment that looks nothing like what you're declaring. And if you allow yourself to be overwhelmed by what you see, what you feel, what you experience, the devil will close your mouth. And that is exactly what he wants. Because he knows that the Word of God is as powerful in your mouth as it is in God's mouth. I'm going to say that again. The Word of God is as powerful in your mouth as it is in God's mouth. So if He can shut your mouth, He can trap you in a wilderness, but it is not God's plan that you stay in a wilderness. It is God's plan that you rise up and understand that who is in you is greater than what surrounds you and that God is going to help you speak out and declare, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make His paths straight. Every valley shall be filled and every mountain and hill shall be made low and the crooked shall become straight and the rough places shall become level ways. And you've got to understand that it's great to declare that, but when you start declaring, prepare ye the way of the Lord, there is still a valley and there's still a hill and there's still a mountain and the way is still crooked and the there, the place looks rough. But declare it anyway. Declare it anyway. It doesn't, it, I'm not seeing what I'm saying. But I'm going to declare it anyway. I'm going to trust anyway. I'm going to believe anyway. Oh, can I hear an amen in the house? If, if I'm, not, I'm not seeing what I'm saying, but I'm believing. I'm believing that greater is He that is in me than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in me than the wilderness that I face. And there is power in the name of Jesus and there is power in the word that I proclaim. And maybe, you know, there was a metaphor hidden in plain view that, that John brought the people to the wilderness to hold up a mirror and say, hey, there is an a wilderness transforming anointing here. There is a wilderness transforming anointing here. But you must understand that if you're not just going to speak words, this anointing flows from a heart that has been transformed. You see, before, before I could truly see what God wants me to see, God wants to transform the wilderness in my own soul. God wants to fill the emptiness. He wants to fill the void. He wants to take away the sense of longing, the sense of lack. He wants to, he wants to take away that sense that something's missing from my life and He wants to fill you. 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 You see, you see, there was something about the cry of John. There was something about the cry of John that drew the crowds. I mean, let me just point out something to you that, 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 
It is a strange thing to find crowds in the wilderness. Why are crowds in the wilderness? Why are crowds in the wilderness? You, do, they, you don't need, I mean, the, the, the crowd, people, you, you avoid the wilderness. You don't, but, but there was something, you see, there was something, something in the sound of John's cry. There was something in the sound of John's voice. You see, it's not that the people had never heard a cry. They, they knew what it was to, to hear the cry of a beggar. They knew what it was to hear the cry of a leper. They, they knew what it was to hear the cry. The Bartimaeus would have cried out and said, hey, son of David, have mercy on me. They knew, they knew what it was to hear that kind of cry because in that kind of cry was the sound that, of people that I need, I need, I need something. I need something from you. I need something from you. But you see, there was something different in John's cry, there was something different in John's cry because in his cry, they couldn't hear, I need something from you. They heard, I've got something for you. I've got something for you. I've got something for you. And you see, when John's fullness spoke to their emptiness, when John's fullness cried out to their emptiness, they became aware of their emptiness and they said, no, 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 no. This is, hey, there's something different here. This is, this is different. This is I've not heard this before. This is, this is a different cry. It, it speaks to my need. It, it speaks to the, the emptiness. It speaks to the lack. There's, there's someone there who is full. And of course, John was full. The Bible says that, that he was full of the Holy Spirit even from his birth. He, he, was, he was full of the Holy Spirit even from his birth. God broke the rules. I mean, he hadn't even sent the Spirit yet, but, but John was full of the Spirit. But it's okay, don't worry, because God can break the rules because he is God. But, but but John was full of the Holy Spirit and he, 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 led, he, led, he called them out to the wilderness so they could know that that, that that Word can transform the wilderness that they carry in their own soul. And we must understand that, that when empty cries to empty, people know. You can, use the right, you can use all the right words. You can say all the right things, but when my empty cries to people's empty, they know. I hear what you're saying, but, but if ever, if ever, if ever we got full of the Holy Spirit, if ever the power of God came and if ever we, if ever we stopped tolerating our wilderness, if ever we stopped saying, ah, this little bit, this little crumb is enough. Oh yeah, God, I know you promised me a feast, but you know what? I'll just be satisfied. I'll just be satisfied with a crumb. But maybe there is someone here this today, you're saying, you know what? I knew it. I knew it. I knew there was more than this. I knew this wasn't all there was. I knew it. I've been dancing around this crumb saying this is a feast. It's not a feast. God has got more for me. God has got so much more for me. I'm going to rise up and take hold of everything that God has got for me. There's a cry in my soul. There's a cry deep down in my soul that is crying out to the Spirit of God. The people said, the people said when they heard that cry, they said, what shall we do? What shall we do? What shall we do to be saved? You see, when we come out with that cry, you don't have to do an evangelistic campaign. People will be beaten. They'll be beaten apart to our door. People out there, lost people, will be coming and taking your seat. 
because they were early to church, because they were hungry. They were hungry because they've heard a sound. And you'll be angry because you always sit there and you sat there for years. And who do they think you are? But God is doing a new thing. God is doing a new thing. God is, and God is, there's a cry that is calling the hungry. There's a cry that is calling the desperate and the lost and the lonely. And they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. Oh, they're coming. You can't see them, but they're coming. They're coming, they're coming. The multitudes are coming. They're coming. We've prayed and we believed and we believed and we prayed, but they're coming. They're coming. They're coming. Why? Because there's a cry. There's a cry that is going out into the wilderness that is saying, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. God is looking. God is looking for transformed hearts. God is looking for hearts that are filled with God. God is tired of people who just know how to say the right thing. And He wants some people who know how to be the right thing. He wants some people who will rise up full of the Spirit of God and say, I'm going to take a city. I'm going to take a region of the city. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, let, let me lead a campus. Let me go. Because there's a cry in me. There's a cry in me that's going to transform a wilderness. There's, there's someone in this room who's saying, you know what? I take responsibility. My family needs to change. My marriage needs to change. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sitting back and settling for this anymore. In the name of Jesus, I am rising up. And I am saying to that circumstance, prepare ye the way of the Lord. There are some who've settled. You know what? I know what I could be. I'm not as healthy as I could be. And you've forgotten that God is a healer. But there's something, there's faith rising up in your soul that say, God, you are my healer. I refuse to accept this sickness. And in Jesus' name, I receive healing from the healer by the power of your spirit. I'm going to keep prophesying and speaking to my wilderness in the name of Jesus. God is raising up a cry. He's raising up a cry. He's raising up a cry. He's raising up a cry that will proclaim to the wilderness, prepare ye, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Will you fill me, Lord? Fill me, Lord. Fill me. Fill my heart, Lord. Fill my heart, Lord. Fill my heart, Lord. I've been running on empty. I've been running on empty. I've been running on fumes, oh God. Oh, I'm tired of pretending. I'm tired of pretending everything's all right. I need you, oh God. I need you, oh God. I'm tired of just getting by. I'm tired, oh God. Come fill me with your spirit. Come fill me with your strength. Do something new in my heart. Do something new in my life. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God, God, you're calling out a cry. You're calling out a cry. You're calling out a cry. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fill me up, Lord. Yeah, fill me up, Lord. Do something new.
environment it's, it's loud it's, but in quiet it's not about an external quietness it's, it's an internal quietness it's a, a quiet confidence in quiet a quiet confidence because in quietness in quietness and gentleness and beauty God is stirring up the hearts of warriors the heart of a warrior the heart of the warrior the heart of the warrior that's the heart that says enough is enough the heart that is ready to do battle and to fight for your family the the heart that is ready to do battle and fight for a city the heart that is ready to do battle and fight for your health oh my god oh my god the, the fight the fight the, the warrior that is ready to rise up and fight that for generations for generations your family has been in debt for generations your family has battled debt but in the in the name of Jesus in your generation in your generation in your generation in your generation you're not going to you're not going to live in debt you're going to live in abundance you're not you're not going to live in credit you're going to live in overflow in the name of Jesus in your generation in, in your generation the first child is going to go to university in your in your generation the first child is going to go to university in the name of Jesus in your generation in your generation God is doing a new thing in your generation God is giving you a new day he's giving you a new day he's giving you a new day he's giving you hope He's giving you hope. He's giving you hope. He's I want to run over. I want to run over. Fill me, fill me up till I overflow. I want to run over. I want to run over. You won't fill me up. Fill me up till I overflow. I wanna run over. I wanna run over. Fill me up till I overflow. I wanna run over. I wanna run over. Do it again. Sing it again. Sing it again. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Breaking chains. Our praise is breaking chains in this moment. The devil's held me captive, but I'm breaking free. The devil's held me captive, but I'm breaking free. I'm shaking off the chains. I'm shaking off the chains. I've lived in restriction for too long. I'm rising up. I'm rising up. I want to run
the voices, just the voices, just the voices. There's a rhythm of breakthrough in the house. There's a rhythm of breakthrough. Come on, let's start a clap. Come on. Put some attitude in. This is for your family. This is for your breakthrough. Come on, that's it. And again, let's go, let's go. You got this. You got this. Let me hear you. Let me hear you. Oh, prepare me the way of the Lord. Come on, James. Come on. to the end of this message. We hope you've been challenged and inspired. Stay up to date with everything going on in the life of our church by checking out our social media. Just search Heart Church UK.